You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White. And today's episode is called How to Invite People to Do Market Research Interviews. Now, are you someone who's new to business or have been in business a little while and you're struggling still to work out what your niche is, you're not clear on your messaging, and you don't have real clarity on an offer? Maybe you're not getting engagement with what you're doing and you're wondering what to do next. Well, market research interviews with your niche are the absolute key to getting these things right. But I know what it's like. It can be tricky to find people who are willing to talk to you. But you might also feel really uncomfortable about asking or knowing how to ask people to help you with market research. So in this episode, I wanted to go through some easy and non-threatening ways to ask people to do those market research interviews with them. And these ways could be pretty hard to resist. I'm going to unpack a few of these ways and explain a bit of the psychology behind them as to how they work and why they're sticky and why they engage people. Let's start with a bit of backstory about market research. It's an absolutely critical part of your ability to create a client-centered business. Think about that for a moment. What is a client-centered business? It's a business that pays attention to the agenda of the client and gives them what they want and need. And so how can you do that if you don't know anything about your niche, or if you don't have an in-depth understanding of them? You might be thinking, well, I need to get clients to be able to understand them and work that out. And that, that could be true at some level. But market research interviews are a process that allow you to gain a deep understanding of your client and their specific problem. You'll get a sense of what they want and need, why that matters to them, their triggers for seeking help, what sorts of results they want and expect, what they've tried before, what they're fearful of, what stops them from buying, what stands in their way, and what would motivate them to take action. These are all of the things that you can find out from market research interviews. And when you know these things, you will truly be able to build a business that people love, where they feel heard and understood, and which authentically serves them. So as you can see, finding out what people want, why and how isn't, isn't a critical part of your business success and your ability to build a truly client-centric business. So there's lots of ways of doing market research and it's tempting to think, I'll just send out a survey to my email list. Yeah, you can do that. You can go online and you can look at the buying habits of people and see what else they're buying and jump into forums and look at the trends. But speaking to people in person gives you so much more information and much richer information. Think of what happens in a live conversation. What's the difference between a live conversation and a written survey? Well, firstly, you get to hear the emotion in their voice. If you're on a video call, You'll see it in their body language. And you'll get a sense of what truly matters to them because you can unpack specific points and you can't do that in a survey. The other great bonus is that market research interviews that are in real time are what I call pre-marketing. It's the initial touch point where you start to build rapport and trust. And you just can't do that in the same way in a written message or survey. And once you've done market research interviews, 
you can collate what you've learned and start to build a picture of who your niche is and what they're struggling with. You can look for common trends, common words that they used, and which parts of that conversation created heightened emotion or a more in-depth response in the client. And these are the more important parts that matter to the interviewee that you're picking up, as indicated by those subtle verbal and nonverbal cues. Those are the things that give you clues as to where to focus your programs, what sorts of topics are relevant for marketing, and what sort of support they need, what sorts of obstacles they're dealing with and how they feel about those obstacles. And this episode of how to engage people with market research interviews actually came about because a student in my current Passion to Profit course said to me, well, how do I actually approach people and ask them to do these interviews? And I thought, wow, this is a great question. I need to develop an episode on it. I want to share with you a simple written formula and then unpack the psychology behind that and then talk about two other methods that you can use to engage people. So my first response to this student was to create a template, a simple written formula that can be used in an email or private message or a post to invite people to do market research interviews. Because let's face it, being in contact with many people online, it makes it really easy if the invitation to do the market research interview is in a written message. You can reach a lot of people at once. You can tap into people in your LinkedIn um, network or in a Facebook group or email friends and family or ex-colleagues. So getting the word out and, and inviting interviews in a written form is a great way to start. So this is the formula. I'm going to read it out and you'll hear me talking about some generic pieces. And these are the bits that you need to adapt to suit your niche and your needs. So this is the general formula. Do you want to stop or solve a particular problem but aren't sure where to start or are finding it hard to stick to? I would love to have your help. I'm a student health and wellness coach with a passion for your passion, which relates to the problem. And as part of my course, I have an assignment to speak with five people about their opinions, needs and challenges in this area so I can more easily help people with their struggle to achieve result, which is the result that they want. If you're available for a private 20 minute phone conversation with me, no strings attached, please contact me before date. So with the blanks aside, you can hear that this is really short and sweet. And it contains some elements that hook people in, get them engaged and get them interested in helping you out. And so I'm going to unpack those things now. The elements are firstly, starting with a question. The thing is that questions are a bit of a thought interrupter. If you're making a statement, people will read it. But you ask, if you ask a question, it forces somebody to think. And the question at the beginning of this template promotional text is something that qualifies the person as, yes, I have the problem, but I'm also ready, willing and able to get some help. So we're looking for that in this question. And what it does is it screens out people who are tire kickers, people who are time wasters, people who are ambivalent or people who are not your target market. You want to screen all of those people out and ask a question that identifies the person with a problem who really wants to solve it. When you're working with people in a coaching business, 
you generally are going to be looking for people who are in the preparation stage of change. They're the ones that are going to be getting ready to take action and spend money. If they're in the pre-contemplation stage of change, there's a lot more work to be done before they become ready to buy. Marketing will target those, or some parts of your marketing will target that sector of the demographic of your niche, or psychographic, I should say. But in this case, you really want to find people in the preparation stage. So your question needs to speak to them specifically. Are you struggling with X and you really want to solve it? That's, that's the first part. You would have heard then that I use the text, I would love your help. And the thing is that people love helping and giving opinions. And this is a really important hook in the formula. If people think that they're able to be of service and support you, that's something that's going to pull them into being part of the market research interview. The next point is that mentioning the results that they want is going to get them more interested. Even if the market research interview doesn't give them those results, the fact that you want to develop something that will help people get those results will speak to them. And they'll see that, oh, this is going to help people and give them something valuable. So that makes them more motivated to want to interview with you. At the end of that template you heard me mention it's a short private conversation and that makes it easier for them because one of the barriers that people have is well I'm busy and I don't have time and will it take long of course when you get into the interview you need to be able to meet that time frame but saying it's a short private conversation one-to-one makes it super easier super super easy for them to mentally clear the space and say yeah well I could spend 20 minutes so it removes a barrier. I think another important point is that if you're clear that there are no strings attached and there's no pressure to buy anything, it's just an assignment, that removes another barrier. If you were to word it and say, I'm building a program and I want your help to help me make it, figure out what to put in it or how to make it a great program, there might be this presupposition that you're going to potentially want to sell them something at the end. So by making it part of a student assignment, it doesn't feel like that. The final part is a due date, which compels them to take action. Without a due date, it's going to get lost in the inbox, that invitation. So it's much easier for you to organize your own time and to kind of force them into making a decision. Okay, by the time this date comes, can I commit to this or not? The person that's ready to take action or thinking about it will probably want to find the time for that because it's on their radar. And so all of these things together help to invite the person in and make a decision as to whether they're ready, willing and able to help you and whether this is relevant to them. And when you get this right, you'll get the right kind of people in those market research interviews. They will be engaged and ready and willing and able to help. One caveat is that it can also be worth interviewing people who have been on a journey and succeeded or not succeeded. And talking to those people can also be useful and relevant as long as it wasn't too long ago that they went on the journey, but understanding what they went through and how they felt and what was important to them can also be useful as a kind of a retrospective look. So that's, that's another angle on this too. Both types of people can be helpful for market research interviews. 
But I wanted to talk about two other methods that work too. So beyond just sending out an email message or some sort of a broadcast or making a video or an audio message like that, based on that formula, a couple of other things can engage people with the idea of the interview and get them over the line. And what I'm going to talk about with both methods here is an exchange of value. It's one thing to do something out of the goodness of your heart to help people, but offering something in exchange can be a bit of a sweetener. So the first way that you can add that sweetener is to make it a competition perhaps with a prize or a gift. People love competitions and love getting gifts. So if you offer a $20 gift voucher or something, then it might just help people to decide they're going to buy. And if you're going to interview five people and you give them each a $20 gift voucher, that's $100. It's not a lot of money, but it could give you some really valuable insights. A word of caution in this case, you want to make sure that they're not just in it for the prize because you could be inundated with people offering their time to help you. And in that case, you want to be maybe more specific about who the offer is targeting and who it's not for. For example, this is for you, or I'm looking specifically for people who are thinking of making change in the next three to six months and who are ready, willing and able to do the work. It's not for people who wish they had been able to make change but don't have the time or who are too busy. Or So adding those extra layers of clarity can help to weed out anybody who's just in it for the prize. It's totally okay for you to list a few more criteria about the person you want to interview in that scenario. A second version of that is to offer something free in exchange for their time. Some people might be attracted by a free coaching session or by a tool or resource that would help them with a specific problem that you're interviewing them about. So for example, if you're working with someone who wants to get back into exercise and hasn't been able to exercise for some reason and they're lacking confidence maybe you help them with a exercise planning tool or something like that or a blueprint session where you can help them focus on what that looks like for them so that can actually be something either of those scenarios that can sweeten the deal in summary i guess we talked about why market research interviews are important and if you think about it, how much value are you going to get by speaking to actual real people and really truly hearing their needs and their underlying emotions around those needs? What does that matter to your business? Well, it's going to help you to clarify and understand and market to your niche more effectively. But as we said, it can be hard to engage people to help you because everyone's busy. And there are a few things that motivate people to do interviews, the idea that they're helping you, getting the chance to be heard by giving an opinion. People love giving opinions. Or perhaps they're receiving something of value in exchange for their time and insights. I outlined a simple written formula that you can use to invite people to speak to you on various forums. And this will be available on my blog coming up shortly if, if you can't access it from the podcast version. I also mentioned at the end there are two other methods that involve an exchange of value that can sweeten the deal by creating a competition with a paid prize or, or a gift for participating and offering something free that's valuable in exchange for their time. 
In any case, your success in securing interviewees really depends on you going out and speaking to people and proactively inviting them to do you a favor. Please know that some people will say no and some will say yes. I know that sounds logical, but a, a big fear that people have is that oh, I'm going to be rejected. But ultimately, it's just a numbers game. Rather than focusing on the potential rejection, I encourage you to focus on the number of invitations you make and getting your screening criteria right in that first question, because that's actually your secret to success in securing the people who are preparing to change and more likely to engage with the invitation. Now, if you need any help to prepare for market research interviews and to analyze the results, feel free to book a good fit call with me to see if I can help. There's a link in the show notes. My books are closed to personal clients right now until July, but I do have space in my June Passion to Profit program. If you need help to build out the foundations of your business, including identifying your niche and doing market research interviews, that course has a whole section on market research, including a number of questions that you need to ask in a specific order to get value out of those market research interviews. I hope this has been helpful for you and good luck in going forth and interviewing. I'll see you next time. Bye for now.